Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome to another episode. This is Jamie Gardner here. Today what I'm going to be talking about is the six principles of persuasion, how you can start adding those to your marketing to bring in more leads and sales in a very fluid process. Look forward to catching up with you guys right after this. Hey, welcome back, guys, and thank you very much for joining me. My name is Jamie Gardner. This podcast is all about marketing and documenting the last decade I've had online and affiliate marketing. If you're interested in learning more about that, you'd like to stay up to date with all the raw mechanics of marketing your online business in a very fundamental basis, feel free to hit the subscribe button. If you're interested in learning more about what I'm up to, head over to ultimateaffiliategroup.com. That's ultimateaffiliategroup.com. And finally, if you'd like to be my next success story, head over to jgcall.com. There's a free case study for you to check out there. And if you're interested in locking in a time to chat with myself, be happy to see if you and I are a good fit. Anyway, today's topic of conversation is something that came off the back of an absolutely epic uh, presentation I did earlier today in uh, in my Facebook group. Like I say, head over to ultimateaffiliategroup.com. Check that out. And basically what I wanted to do is start to help people understand the fundamentals behind topics of things like persuasion, for example. And I put a presentation together and the, the basis of it was in relation to Robert Cialdini's uh, Psychology of Persuasion. If you haven't read that book, highly, highly, highly recommend it. Uh, incredible book, even just for, even if you're not into marketing or anything like that, it's really just fascinating to see how humans, uh, I guess, how we're persuaded into certain things and understanding our psychology and what makes us tick and all that sort of stuff, sort of stuff is really uh, fascinating read, highly recommended. So in his book, he talks about the six principles of persuasion. And I thought what I'd go through here on this episode is really just to dive into some of those and give you guys some insights as to how you can start using these in your affiliate marketing and online business uh, to grow faster and understand the things that are going to move the needle when it comes to, uh, I guess, your sales ability, all that type of stuff. All right. So quite simply, I'm going to start right from the top. And uh, the first one on the list there is reciprocity. Reciprocity. Interesting word that, isn't it? What I mean by that is humans have a subconscious bias in our brain. It's something that's been there since caveman days. And basically what it is, is if you are given something that has a perceived value, you are more likely to have a bias to want to return the favor. And so one way to look at that is if you're interested in things like Facebook organic marketing, for example, one of the ways that we uh, tell our students to build our audience is to engage in other people's content and it's giving first, right? So you're out there giving first and what will happen is some of those people are going to reciprocate. It might be purely because you're, uh, I guess, seen a lot more because you're in the algorithm a lot, lot more. But the point being is that over time, if you keep doing this, you'll build up an audience and that audience allows you to leverage something else, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later as well called social proof. And so that's incredibly powerful. So that's, that's reciprocity. Now in terms of marketing, this is absolutely everywhere by the way, but it, it consider how you can actually start to leverage this one way really simply is things like lead magnets, for example, 
very, very powerful in order to have a high perceived value if you give that to someone. Although the dichotomy with saying that is a lot of the time people don't necessarily value free stuff because it hasn't stung for them to actually uh, receive that. Give you an interesting case study on that. Recently, I sat down with someone and uh, spent probably about just over an hour with this gentleman and uh, I was talking about business and gave him this, uh, what, what I would consider a pretty foolproof plan of, of growing his business. And to top things off, I then recorded something and recorded about a 20 something minute video at the end of it, just me talking through certain aspects of my business, what I thought he could deploy in his. There was no agenda with it. I thought maybe down the track, he might be interested in doing business together, but really just wanted to get it out there. And because I can see who's seen this information, uh, I can tell that he never even watched the video. And so therefore, I thought that was really interesting. I've given something of, of extreme value in the right hands. It would be uh, you know tens of thousands of dollars in the right hands, to be honest. But um, there's one such example where the, the dichotomy comes in is that if the person doesn't see the, the perception of value behind it, they don't value it and therefore it's wasted. But anyway, having said that, start thinking about things of how you can add this to your marketing. So, so like I say, lead magnets in the form of like a Google Doc or a guide or a template, something like that. But also think about things like, say, coaching uh, calls or strategy sessions or uh, like I mentioned before, I did a personalized video. Maybe you can do something like that. Is there something that you're doing in your marketing that is allowing you to speed up the time it takes to do certain tasks? Can Is there a shortcut? Is there any time savers that you can uh, help to give someone else? Because when you do, like I say, there's a, a, a bias for them to want to return that as well, which is kind of cool. So that's reciprocity. Next one is scarcity. Scarcity. So to give you an interesting analogy on this one, if supply is high, something is inherently less in less demand, okay? So if you can get water anywhere and it's clean and fresh and it's awesome, you probably would be less incentivized to buy bottled water if you were getting it for free, right? If it was everywhere and it was just good, clean water and all that type of stuff. However, because a lot of water is now polluted and it's scarce because maybe it's not easy just to get it uh, quite the, the way it used to be, people are more inclined to buy bottles of water as opposed to just using a fountain or something like that. So another thing to consider in this regard is uh, the De Beers family who uh, controlled the diamond trade uh, back in, I think it was, don't quote me on this one, but I think it was like 18, 1888 or something like that. Like it was a long, long time ago, and they basically restricted the flow of diamonds, which has then bumped up the price of diamonds. Uh, and they got all sorts of celebrities in Hollywood to wear diamonds, so it created a, a sense of exclusivity about having them, which then drove the prices up even further. They created all this all this thing about how you need to spend at least three times your monthly salary to buy uh, the uh, your wife a diamond, all that type of stuff. So really fascinating thing, and I highly recommend you, you do your research on that. It's quite interesting. but. The point being is that they had monopolized the diamond market and um, and put like a, a tightrope around it, or sorry, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a funnel in place, I guess, I guess you could say. And so think about how you might be able to add that to your marketing. I'll give you two really, really basic ways. So if you've got a small audience, let's say you've got like 50 people, 100 people in your audience, and you decide to put on some special coaching, if you say, hey, this is going to be free for everyone, or this is going to be 100 bucks, uh, and it's available for say 80 people then unless those people are like 
absolutely rabid fans of yours are probably not going to jump in in a hurry. However, if you tilt that on its head and say, if the next three people that jump onto this offer, I've got X, Y, Z, and then I'm going to get rid of it, man, you're going to have a lot more uh, people jump into that. And the second way, of course, is using time. Uh, this is going to disappear in 72 hours, jump on now, things like that. So that works really, really well as far as scarcity is concerned. Right, next one is authority. And so authority is, uh, I guess to put that into context, for those of you that uh, don't know, Russell Brunson, ClickFunnels, Two Comma Club, and all that type of stuff. Uh, and I say that because I was fortunate enough to have won a Two Comma Club award. I was actually meant to meant to say ClickFunnels and all the gang over, over at ClickFunnels, including Russell Brunson, but I accidentally said Two Comma Club. But anyway, imagine if, for example, Mr. Russell Brunson says, hey, and for those of you that don't know him, I highly recommend you go check him out. Um, he is one of the founders of ClickFunnels and pretty good marketer, to put it mildly. Anyway, if uh, if Russell comes up to you and says, hey, listen, I'm going to give you six weeks of coaching for a hundred bucks, one-on-one, you'd be like, whoa, okay, take my money, right? Like, it, it, because he has so much authority, you're not even going to blink if, if he set, makes that type of offer. And so then the question is, well, how can we manufacture that type of authority in our own marketplace? And it's not actually that hard. So you can use things like social proof. And, and for those of you that are Facebook organic marketers, you can do things like engage in other people's content, get your own engagement up. You can uh, get testimonials from your audience. So help three to five people get a testimonial from each one. That's going to help boost your authority. You can genuinely help other people make money if you can. Man, that's going to boost your authority like crazy. You can get all sorts of things uh, happening in that regard that, that helps uh I guess helps your audience out and also polarizes your audience. That's another thing. So if you're able to push away the people you can't serve, it's going to naturally attract the people you can. And in doing so, you're going to gain more authority because you're not afraid to voice your opinion. That is really, really powerful. So start considering how you can do that with, uh, with what you're uh, currently doing. Right. Next couple, it's actually, although it's technically one, um, I would argue that there's actually two components to this. So it's commitment and consistency. So, if someone's not committed to change or they're not committed to make something happen, then it's going to be very hard to persuade them that you've got the right answer for them. They need, need to be con committed within themselves, I think is more important. And the other part is consistency. Now, there's a couple of components to consistency. Number one is the consistency within themselves. And what I mean by that is if someone happens to be like a health and fitness junkie and they say, I'm a health and fitness junkie, then it's going to be uh, a bit of a mismatch if they start eating five bars of chocolate, uh, you know, a Big Mac, you know, <laughs> large fries every single day. Like that just wouldn't wouldn't really work that well with them because it would be a massive incongruence with what they're saying. So there would be an inconsistency in that regard. So normally, if they if they view themselves as a bit of a health nut, health junkie or whatever, then they're probably going to eat a little bit better. And they're probably going to exercise a little bit more, things like that, right? So hopefully that kind of makes sense. The other part of consistency is you as a brand, how consistent are you at showing up? And I don't necessarily mean that you have to go out there and you know put out bits of content in every single platform ever, which ironically I'm kind of doing at the moment. Uh, but I say that sort of tongue in cheek because what I mean is it's like you could commit to say one bit of content per week. But if you're consistently showing up with that, then it's very, very powerful for uh, your audience to, to take into consideration as well. So those, those are kind of the main ways. Um, and also the other part of it is how can you 
help your audience move towards their goals and simultaneously remind them that you're helping them towards their goals. So what I mean by that is the problem is that in affiliate marketing in particular, specifically with building a brand, all that type of stuff, a lot of the time, the only thermostat is financial gain, which it should be. However, for the people that are sort of like zero sales, you're working way up to first couple of high ticket sales. The problem with that is that that is your only measurement of success. But there is actually so much more stuff that goes into that that you can celebrate along the way. And so as a marketer, if you are helping someone else out from that zero to one, two, three, five, ten 10 sales mark, consider how you can help them and remind them of that. Not in a condescending way, but just so that they are able to celebrate their wins along the way. If you're doing Facebook organic market marketing, then you know perhaps you, you might consider things like setting up a Facebook group as a first step. Maybe that's something that can genuinely help them out. And in doing so, you're going to be able to remind them, hey, congratulations, you did really well. Cool. What's the next step? And so that there is part of the consistency as well. Um, and it helps maintain their sense of commitment to the actual cause as well. All right. So these two are pretty obvious, but it's liking and trusting. However, I, I would argue to some degree that, uh, you know, someone I don't necessarily like, but I think their offer is amazing. It solves my problems. Then I'm still going to jump on it. Right. So how do you develop likability? Well, if you're not likable, then I, I feel for you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, how do you develop likability is, is again comes back to things like showing up how consistent are you being with what you're doing like are you can are you inconsistent with what you're saying versus what you're doing are you uh being consistent with the way that you're showing up as a person you're not like super super grumpy one day and you know all over the place the next or whatever not to say that you can't express your emotions by the way i don't mean that for a moment but in doing so, what you're going to do find is that over time, you're going to build up more trust and more likability. Now, the trust is an inter interesting one because it comes with a couple of layers. And in, in a marketing sense, it is trust that you are uh, credible. You have a sense of authority and that that person trusts you to help them out along the way. Right. So that's one part of it. But there is also another element to this. And the other element is the trust that someone has within themselves to be able to achieve the results that they are hoping to achieve through your product or service. Do they trust themselves? Can they see themselves actually getting those results? And if you're able to add that, if you're able to get them to see that, then your job is, uh, is very well on the way because you're already half sold them on the idea, which is, is really, really powerful. Right. And one of the more powerful ones, uh, is consensus or social proof. And what I mean by that is, again, coming back to one of the things I mentioned earlier, humans, we have all these interesting subconscious biases, right? And so one of them in particular is we are likely to make our decisions based off the uh, how many other people have validated that before us. So if, for example, Kanye West comes out with a new shoe, you know, many, many people all of a sudden just jump all over it, right? Same with um, whoever else you got. I think of any celebrity, they just endorse something. That comes back to authority and trust, right? Must be good. Paris Hilton has developed her own perfume. Okay, must be good. You need to buy this. You know, Kim's come out with whatever it is. Okay, must be good. I wouldn't ever question her, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy it. 
same with Kanye. You know, don't care if it's just a pair of like paper thin loafers. They seem awesome. I, I need to have these because I trust him, right? So having said that, uh, it also goes with other people. Like, and, and you don't necessarily need to be a celebrity to leverage this either in your marketing. But think about things like testimonials. Think about things like uh, if you've got tons of engagement, like how much more does that add to your social proof? Things like that. There, there's all these things there that that make it relevant um, in terms of the uh, consensus and social proof. So if you're able to get that in your marketing, it's going to be massive in terms of persuading people to jump on your opportunities because half the work is already done if a whole bunch of people that look and sound like them, like your prospects, are out there getting those same results. Uh, and if they can, like I say, if the prospect can see themselves getting those results as well, your job is, is very much... Uh, on the way to done, which is, is really, really powerful. So that's it, guys. Just wanted to run through those and say six, uh, what did I say? Six components of persuasion. Oh, I hate when that happens. I lose my train of thought midway through my sentence. Brilliant. Happens. Sorry, I'll rephrase. These six principles of persuasion. It is uh, late in the afternoon. It's been a long day. I've recorded about a dozen videos today. So on that note, I'm going to leave this one at that. Thank you very much for joining me one and all. Really appreciate it. If you'd like to learn more about how I can help you out, like I say, head over to jgcall.com, jgcall.com and uh, check out the free case study. Be more than happy to jump on a call with you and see if I can help you out with your marketing. This is uh, what I do for a living, what I absolutely love. So look forward to uh, catching you guys in the next one. Thanks very much.